Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Partido Partido podcast, the English-speaking podcast about all things Atleti. Finally, uh, we're back for an episode and uh, couldn't have returned for uh, at a better time. Atleti threw to the quarterfinal of the UEFA Champions League, uh, beating uh, United in a very, very classic Atleti performance, a very uh, Simeone-type uh, performance. And, you know, just couldn't be happier to be back. Uh, and, of course, couldn't be happier... Uh, to be joined by Emmanuel. Uh, how are you doing, Emmanuel? Well, I'm doing good, and Dan, it's good to have you back on the podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, very much missed doing this, and um, yeah, very happy to be back as well. Uh, so let's get right into things, uh, starting with the uh, United game we just uh, mentioned. Uh, Atleti uh, went to Old Trafford uh, with a 1-1 uh, draw uh, in hand in, in the, at the Metropolitano and left with a 1-0 win thanks to a Renan Lodi goal uh, that game uh, just before uh, halftime. Uh, Emmanuel, can you please give us your thoughts about the game? Well, like you already said, it was a classical Diego Simeone performance in which the team defended deep and try to look for chances on the counter. But the difference between this performance and previous performances was the fact that you could really see a pattern of player, not just Aleti capitalizing on maybe spaces behind the position as always. For example, you had the time of Diego Costa hit the ball long to him and where the spaces are occupied. But you, had, you could really see that the team tried to use what Aleti used last season to when, they, when we won the league last season and that was kind of played it through balls to find runners in behind. And like Simeon said that a little new United's weakness and they kind of capitalize on that. Because if you look at the goal that was disallowed and the goal that Lodi scored, both of the the passes the passes were played in between the the center back and the right back. That means a little kind of targeted passes into the half spaces and then you have runners at the end of it. And that goal a little score was really wonderful because without it without Joy it was not possible. Because Varane already thought he had Joa covered because he was really positioned and yes, Joa is backing the goal. But what Joa gives, gives a back heel and 
all of a sudden, this man gives a perfect cross with his left foot, which, in my opinion, he had a very good game. It's good to have him back because having this man in the team kind of elevates the team. He, having this man and, let me say, Colombia back is kind of good because those two are players who have done quite well when they have played, but injuries have deprived, deprived us of them. Also, talking about that game, Aliti were kind of shaky, made one or two mistakes, but nonetheless, over two legs, Aliti were the better team and deserved to go through. Very much so. Um, I mean, um, I think it, uh, in, in the second leg, we we didn't really have any players that performed poorly. Uh, I mean, the, the worst, uh, I, I would say, was Herrera, uh, who I thought was going to be subbed off at halftime, but he uh, played a bit better in, in the second half. But other, other than that, it was a magnificent performance from very much all players. Uh, Oblak, uh, I mean, he's, he's uh, improved a lot uh, in the last few games, uh, although uh, he did uh, uh, make a mistake uh, early in, in the first half where he was hesitant about whether to go and grab a cross uh, or stay his ground, and uh, Elanga almost used that to his advantage and almost scored. Uh, he made a similar mistake uh, against Cadiz, and uh, Jimenez was uh, uh, the one that had to uh, head it off the line. Um, so, uh, I mean, that's a problem. That's been a problem for him uh, all season. Uh, but other than that, uh, there was a period where very much every shot uh, O'Black conceded uh, ended up being a goal. Uh, and he has very much improved a lot uh, since then. Um, and this doesn't j just apply to O'Black. It applies to uh, the, the back line in general. Uh, there's been such an incredible improvement in Atleti's defense and one of the uh, like the the main piece uh, you can point at and say this is what changed is the uh, arrival of Ronaldo uh, slotting in uh, at the left center back position replacing Hermoso who was having a very poor season um so uh, what are your thoughts about Ronaldo's impact on the defense and how much it improved uh, Atleti's backline well, he has has it has his Renido's arrival Aliti is like a dream come true because his impact he has elevated Alice's defense. Alice's defense is not as good as always, but it brings a lot of certainty to it. Given he's good, he kind of handles the left hand side on his own. Be it the hard spaces or be it out wide, he kind of have the pace, has the power, also have the intelligence on when to delay, when to dive in. He's like the perfect defender Simon could ever ask for. So him coming to the team is, has been great. I think we were not on that episode, but we talk kind of talk of Renudo, Aleti signing Renudo and it kind of unleashing Carrasco. But Renudo has come and a new role has been created for Lodi and you can see Lodi flourishing. His impact on the team doesn't just end at the defensive. He has brought a little bit of stability because Aleti were really unstabilized and the most of Aleti games were chaotic. The 4 3 against Getafe, you also have. So many other chaotic games, like also that against, I think, Celta. Celta was, Celta, no, Celta was a little bit controlled, but Alessi have been chaotic this season, in which most of their games have been back and forth, back and back and forth. But he has been a little, a little bit of stability, in which Alessi can be assured of the fact that even if they sit deep, like it was the case against United, and they are able to defend well and don't give so many chances, as, as was the case against Levante, in which Alessi were just torn apart. So him coming to the team is very good, not just because of that. It limits the amount of Lodi is less worried about defensive because he has confidence of the player who is behind him, which is Renildo. You also have G Jose Maria who was going out of positions in so many games. You have the game against Liverpool, which he was being drawn out of position, but now you have his yeah, that's because he was not so confident in him also. But now you have a guy like Renildo next to him, and he's now confident and he's plays more centrally and he's more focused, and his performances have also improved. So Renudo's impact has had a lot of Renudo's arrival, sorry, has had a lot of impact on the squad, not just the defenders, but also how Aleti play offensively. You have now a new move. For example, last season, the new move was the fact that you have Lorente running into the channels or into the half into the channels and 
you have GPL playing a lot of pass for him, and now Aleti have loading making runs into the far post, and so him coming to the team kind of gave a new solution for Aleti, not just defensive, but also another way of attacking. Yeah, I, uh, I absolutely agree with that, and uh, we we haven't like the the improvement didn't stop at the defense. Uh, we are seeing a lot of improvement uh, in midfield as well, and of course in the attack, obviously. Um, and Atleti ha- haven't really struggled uh, in in terms of scoring uh, at all this season. It's uh, it's the opposite. Uh, Atleti Atleti's uh, strong point this season have been their attack. Uh, but let's talk about the midfield for a second. Uh, one player uh, you can really see uh, really flourishing uh, recently is Depaul. Uh, we are starting to see the Depaul that we were hoping to see when Atleti signed him uh, in the summer. And it's just a joy to watch. Uh, his performance against United was absolutely stunning. Uh, some of the passes he played were incredible, opening so many, uh, so many uh, uh, chances for for his teammates, uh, including the one that eventually resulted in the goal, uh, playing a through ball for Felix, uh, and of course he almost scored uh, twice. Uh, and uh, you know uh, De Gea was forced uh, to make two great saves to deny him. Uh, so uh, with all that in mind. Uh, what do you think changed uh, for Atleti? Uh, what's the reason behind this collective improvement from the squad uh, that happened after the Levante game? Well, Atar, it's be honest, it's hard to tell, but well, like I'm pointing, we are not in a dressing room, so we cannot guess what really happened. But one thing I would say is that Renido is one of the reasons because I say so because I really like his mentality and like how he does the better having. I think I've seen some rumors online about the fact that. Simeon has, this season, he has a whole couple of meetings with the players and also with the board and they have kind of talked about what is going wrong, what needs to be changed and there was kind of something that the club allegedly needs to be more offensive in games, which we have seen in certain games and we have not seen. And there was something, those are just rumors, we don't really know, so it's hard to tell. But if I'm to guess what has been, what has changed is the fact that, for example, we talk about the point, the fact that he has been benched for several games now. Well, he was injured, yes, but he has been benched. That means he kind of loses his place in the starting eleven and that was something we have been crying for. If you are not doing well, no matter the trust Cholo has in you, he has to bench you. For example, it's like, wow. So, at least the starting midfield is Herrera, Kondumbia, and maybe we have Lorente even there, given when Vashaliko was fit. And it's like, wow, I'm no more starting. And I was brought in to help these guys be more offensive. And I really know I was having a starting role, but what has happened? That has kind of elevated his performance. We also have Kondumbia. Whom he knows he still has to win Cholo's trust despite the fact that he has been good on several occasions this season. So the overall increase in the squad has been down to the fact that Cholo has t- taken bold decisions. Firstly, the first and the, one of the best bold decisions was the fact that he benched Luis Suarez. Because, yes, Suarez is good, but I think in my opinion, I see Suarez now as a superstar. I don't really see him as a starter. Given the type of football I think Aleti are moving towards, which is a more position based approach. That may suit him, yes, but we need legs. And that is what Punya offered us before he was injured. So it's about the fact that certain players are, did not have guaranteed starting position. I'll be honest, at the time, I'm, not, I'm going to say, and most have not played for a while, injury and the rest, but I'm going to tell you that the game, when he's going to be going to start the game, I think you'll see a little, a little bit of difference because he has kind of lost his position to Renildo. It's true, yes, I would like to see maybe his passing because those his diagonals are really great because you kind of see Laurenti on the other side but Renido's ball playing is not really Renido's greatest strength. So what I would just say is the fact that Cholo has taken bold decision that is what has really helped improve his style and that overall improve has also affected Black's performance though he's not yet back to his best. Um, so uh, with, with that summed up I think it's more uh, of a like I, I don't see a massive change in tactics by by Simeone. I think uh, what uh, I was saying it uh, in uh, during Atleti's poor form uh, as well. Uh, it it doesn't it wasn't really a, a massive problem from the tactics themselves. Like sometimes he would uh, Simeone would make mistakes, but I think uh, the the reason behind this uh, massive improvement have been uh, 
that several players have stepped up and really uh, are really playing with so much more confidence. Uh, I I mentioned the uh, poll for for instance, uh, obviously Ronaldo giving the uh, the defense more solidity, like you said, Oblak stepping up as well, uh, and uh, like you said as well. Uh, the uh, Suarez accepting the uh, the uh, position of being a super sub and allowing uh, the the second strikers for uh, to uh, dominate the attack and that's uh, another thing uh, I I'd like to talk about it's the uh, Joao uh, Griezmann connection um, we saw it early in the season uh, in the game against uh, Liverpool. Uh, they combined uh, for for the uh, for I mean for most of the match they created so many uh, chances for each other uh, they uh, uh, they uh, as as a partnership uh, it's hard to find uh, players that understood each other much better and uh, we saw it especially in the second goal uh, against Liverpool where. Uh, Felix delivered uh, an, an amazing assist and played a, a brilliant through ball for Griezmann who uh, uh, had to fool uh, Van Dijk and then score it uh, past Allison. And we saw it as well uh, against uh, against United. Uh, Joao, uh, first of all, running to meet the through ball of Paul and then playing a very clever pass uh, to Griezmann, uh, who uh, was his only option on the overlap, uh, who played a great cross and Lodi was unmarked at the far post. So, can, do you see uh, uh, the Felix Griezmann uh, partnership as the future of Atleti's attack? Uh, I mean, in my opinion, uh, with them and Cunha and Correa uh, playing very well this season, I don't really see a very pressing need. Uh, to go out and buy a striker in the summer. Well, uh, Tahaf, it just I think when we're talking about Aliti so much transfer, we're worried about the fact that Griezmann coming to Aliti will kind of hinder Felix's progression, and it's not just us. That was kind of a topic on Twitter because they are saying the guy who was Felix is the guy who was bought to replace Griezmann, and now Griezmann is coming back, and Griezmann is like Chulo's favorite. So what's going to happen? Here? And Felix, we all talk about Felix needs more minutes. And Felix was really struggling because he needed more minutes to prove to Cholo that he needs to be a starter. But now both of them are really linking up. We're only talking about if that that if their connection is going to be the future for for Aliti, which is great. But my main worry about that is that partnership kind of hurts Korea so much. Who he has been our best attacker this season. I don't really know where that partnership leaves him. But like you said. The link up between those two kind of creates so many chances for Aliti. It's like goal. Firstly, I think the reason one of the reasons they link so well is due to the fact that Griezmann is like a master of the art when it comes to off the ball movement and runs. And you have Felix, a guy who needs the ball to impact the game. So you have like two players who kind of play where brought in or brought in to play the same role, but offered some two different things. So you have Felix, the guy who deals very well on the ball, I have this man, the guy who does so well without the ball. So imagine linking both of them is good because you have Felix laying passes like he did the backhand against United, like he did against Liverpool. You have him doing those things for Griezmann, and you have a guy who is very intelligent as Griezmann. That means that's really great for Alex. That those if that partnership can bear more fruit, that's great. And when I say it's hurting, I talk about the fact that it hurts Korea is not just for the fact that. Korea does just not just for the fact that yes, it's going to make Korea to stay on the bench. Also, for the, it's also because Korea has partnered with Felix before, but it's it did not kind of bear a lot of fruit because they have similar traits. Both players who kind of want to be on the ball. Yeah, Korea does a lot of off the ball movement than Felix, but that magnet of coming to the border is kind of an issue when you play both of them. It's like having you have redundant see when you play both of them above. So if that partnership can bear fruit, that's great for Aliti. Because I'm just imagining now, I'm just imagining Felix coming to the midfield to receive the one. What happened? You have Griezmann making a run because obviously a centre-back is following Felix. Kind of bring back memories of the game. Aliti defeated Kuman's Barca the Metropolitano 2-0. In which Felix coming to receive the ball and you have 
dragging players out of position due to his, I think he called that gravity. He's able to attract players to him because they know what he can do without the ball. After all, he's the most foul player in the top five league. So that partnership is good because one make of the ball runs and you have another way to get on the ball. Felix coming to the ball and this man exploiting the space. So in my opinion, I don't know if Alexis are going to take take the option, but well, that's that's going to be another situation because Alexis taking the option might mean Alexis the buy option, which I think forty million euros might mean Alexis are not going to go for a striker, which Alexis need. But in Kunya, I see a striker and not a second striker. I mean, it, it remains to be seen what uh, Atleti's uh, plan for the summer is, but uh, I think it's very obvious and we all agree that the main uh, positions that need to be addressed are the defensive midfielder, right back and centre back. But we will return to this uh, at, at the end of the podcast. Uh, for the time being, uh, let's return to the, uh, to the game against United. Uh, like we said, uh, Griezmann had an absolutely amazing game, uh, not only in attack, but he helped the uh, midfield so much. He made so many runs uh, uh, that uh, helped the defense as well. Uh, an absolutely incredible performance from Griezmann, who, uh, I mean, many were uh, against him attacking, uh, sorry, uh, against him starting uh, and wanted Correa starting in his place. Uh, and obviously not to take anything from, from Correa, who, like you said, has been Atleti's more, uh, most consistent player this season. Uh, but I think Simeone got the, uh, uh, the decision absolutely correct, uh, starting uh, Griezmann and Felix. Uh, Felix played his role uh, very well, uh, as well against uh, United. Uh, Rodrigo de Paul, uh, we mentioned, uh, had a stellar game. Ronaldo. Uh, we we mentioned as well uh, had an absolutely fantastic game shutting down uh, Ronaldo and uh, very much uh, any uh, players uh, that attack the left side. Uh, now uh, two other players uh, who had uh, you know a standout performance in my opinion was uh, where Urente, uh, who had to mark Sancho, and that's not an easy thing to do, especially for uh, Irente, who isn't a right-back. But uh, I think he did very well uh, doing that, and also uh, assisted a goal for Felix, who, uh, what would have been his eighth goal in, uh, his eighth goal contribution in eight games, uh, but unfortunately he was just a bit offside. Uh, but it was an amazing pass that freed him, and the player that played that pass was Koke, who I think uh, had an amazing game as well. Uh, and uh, UEFA seemed to agree with me uh, after he, they gave him the Man of the Match uh, award. Uh, so what are your thoughts about Koke's performance? And do you see this as the turning point for uh, his season, uh, for, the, for the captain, after struggling for uh, so long this season? Well, at I just talk about turning point, and I just remember the previous episode with Luke, and we kept on crying. Is if is after each is after each win, is this going to be the turning point for Aleti and the next match? Aleti kind of lost, and the Levante game was kind of a turning point for Aleti when they were really battered and were really beaten because we were really a mess that day. And coming to Koke about the turning point, well, he has really been poor this season. There are so many factors. I've been giving so many excuses for him, but those excuses are justified. He has not had a lot of rest. That's true. He has played so many games and his role in the team is not really fixed because over the years, Koke has kind of involved his game and he's no more the player, white player who gives process from deep and he doesn't have the legs to play as a lone pivot like he did last season, which is kind of hurting for me because I would really love to see him play as that deep line playmaker. So against United, he kind of played a little bit more advanced where him and the Paul were on the side of, of Herrera. So, as for Koke, he had a good game, but well, for me, by standards, he was not really an outstanding performance, but he was good. So, if you notice something, this performance is coming after he was injured. And while he was injured, what does that mean? It means he was having a rest, and that is something we have been trying for. Maybe Cholo kind of give him a rest, don't start him all the games. And I think that injury kind of came, even though it was bad, but because we always, without Koke, we kind of struggle, but Aleti's midfield season has been suffering when Koke has been there. So the injury was something that, I don't know, because injuries are not good for players, but it was like something he needed. 
like he rests and after that race is like he has recharged his batteries and he's now back to the captain we know and if he can play really well that means for example like we we're talking before we started recording Laurenti has been adapting to the wing back role which is great news because one or two of his greatest friends has run and really to cross so if Laurenti can really adapt to that wing that means the Paul and Koke can be our interior midfielders and that's good for us giving the technicality both players possess and also the defensive awareness they have and that gives them less ground to cover which is great for them so Koke having a good performance is great news for Aleti fans because he's loved by the club he came from the academy and we are hoping Lorente somehow the injuries have played into our hands like kind of a lucky card Lorente has been playing as driving back and he's getting used to and that leaves just four midfield options now Koke Rodrigo De Paul, Condombia, and Herrera. So I'm imagining Condombia plays as the holding midfielder, and you have Rodrigo De Paul and Koke as the two, which would be really great for Aleti. So as for Koke returning, it's good news. And hopefully, this, like you said, is this a turning point? I, I hope it's going to be a turning point, but we are going to see this weekend against Rai. Yeah, so uh, I think we can all agree that. Uh, Herrera as a DM, uh, as a defensive midfielder, isn't the best option at all. Like, isn't a good option. <laughs> let's let's put it that way. Um, so, Condogbia uh, starting is essential, and uh, he is the only defensive midfielder in the squad. Uh, very poor uh, squad building from Atleti, but uh, we'll we'll talk about that later. Uh, so yeah, uh, Kandogbia thankfully is back fit. Uh, he did uh, feature in the second half, uh, replaced Koke. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, Kandogbia starting is very much essential for the team. And uh, yeah, uh, hopefully he do- keeps performing like he has been recently. Uh, he produced uh, one of the best performance by. Uh, one of the best performances by any athletic midfielder in recent memory uh, in the home game against Man United. So uh, if he can provide more of the same, uh, we're we're in for a treat. He's one of my favorite players to watch uh, when in form. Unfortunately, he hasn't been uh, the most consistent player uh, this season. Uh, Yeah, as for uh, the other two positions, uh, you have DePaul. Uh, in good form, you have Koke who played well uh, against United. Uh, you also have uh, Lamar, who, while he has been struggling a lot with injuries, when fit, he has been playing very well. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see uh, what Simeone will choose uh, to start uh, in in the future. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on, uh, let's talk about Atleti's upcoming match, uh, a game against Rayo Vallecano. Uh, who haven't really been uh, very good recently, uh, although they w- were one of the best teams uh, in La Liga in the first half of the season. Uh, what are your thoughts about the game, Imano? Well, Rayo are kind of having a, a deep inform at the moment, which is kind of good news for Aleti because Aleti are having probably the best moment in their, their season. So since the Levante game, Aleti have not lost the game which is kind of good news because that's that's six games without defeat and in all of those games Alessi have scored which is great news like you said he was Alessi scoring is Alessi's greatest strength but the good thing about it is that in those seasons Alessi have kept three clean sheets which is good where you may be surprising Alessi have played six games and they have kept three clean sheets and I think it is very good where Alessi has really been messed defensively this season so keeping three clean sheets in six games is great when, concerning Rayo Rayo are really having a deep inform at the moment because, well, the quality of their squad is, is not the best. When I talk about their squad, their starting level is good, but the depth is not really there. And we are in the second half of the season, which a lot of teams are fighting. You have teams fighting for the Champions League position, teams fighting for relegation, teams fighting for Europa League, Conference League. So it's not been really easy for them because they are grad- grad- they have gradually fallen from the mid-table and they are now closer to the relegation. And... Rayo at home have been very, very, very good this season. But recently, like I said, that's not been good for them. So Aleti going to Vallecas is not going to be easy because that's the fans there are really are like that of the Metro, as like the Aleti fans when we are playing at the, at the Wanda. So it's not going to be really good because during the 
the the good spirit I've been having now, the fans have been our tough man, and that's what I've pushed on. Even at Old Trafford, which was an away game, you had the fans there singing for us. Even at the Benito Villa Marine, you also had the fans there. So, Atleti fans are going to be very key, crucial for Atleti winning that game because we just played a game against United in midweek, which is there, and we have to play Rayo, and Rayo are a team who play a lot of, they play fast game, high intensity, and we will not want turnovers in midfield, and I'm, when I say turnovers, I'm thinking of Hector Herrera, we will not want that in midfield, because that's what they capitalize on, and their wing play is very good, luckily for us, we have Renewal, and we have Savish, who can cover for Lorente, and Ludi Okarasko on the wing, so a little into this game, is good, because, win this game, and we are closing the gap, just a couple of months ago, we were talking about the fact that, hey, we are to qualify for the Champions League. We are to finish in the top four. But what has happened? Sevilla has slumped and Aliti are just four points, sorry, five points behind Sevilla. That means it's not just two positions that are available for the five teams who are fighting for. But now we have three positions which are like available. So if Aliti can keep on winning and Sevilla keep on slumping, that increases Aliti's chance. And Aliti will have to do that with by winning the game against Rayo this weekend because you have Aleti on 51, Barcelona on 51 points and Barcelona even have a game in hand. So we have to keep up with our rival and Real Betis, which Aleti beat last weekend, are just closely behind us and that win was good for Aleti because Aleti beat a direct rival for the top four, for top four spot. So the game against Rayo, for my opinion, is crucial because anything other than a win kind of send Aleti backwards and not forward. So yeah, I mean, every game is essential, really. Uh, I don't want to start the uh, every game is a final cliche. Uh, Ewan McTeer will will come well, well, and, every, and <laughs> well, I'm not I'm, I'm yeah, not Zidane at the moment. Else, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not Zidane at the moment. Every game is a final. Every game yeah. at the moment is a final because I think we said I think you we you asked the question if Aliti were knocked out of the Champions League, we be we be going to be a bad result. Well, we are. Now in the, in the quarterfinals and also we have games to play for where we always go like the name of the podcast particular party though and what happens at this time each party is now a final yeah very well uh yeah we we will not change the name of the podcast to uh s una final yeah. but uh we will stay we will stick with the with the simeone yeah. uh quote partido partido and yeah uh we will take things uh game by game and you know hopefully the team uh sticks to that and you know uh, keeps performing at at uh, this uh, uh, great level uh so uh that's all for the game against Rayo uh now uh, let's talk about uh the Atleti uh youth team uh they played against Dortmund yesterday uh beat them 1-0 uh thanks to a, a penalty in in the first half and uh, it was an amazing performance from from the Atleti youngsters. Uh, the the uh, the Atleti goalkeeper uh, Itorbe uh, saved the penalty uh, very early on in, in the game, uh, and produced an amazing performance. Uh, so uh, it seems like the uh, Fernando Torres side uh, is uh, has so many uh, talents that could uh, in the future. Uh, uh, make it to the first team. Uh, I mean, you can't really expect, uh, you know, many players uh, uh, joining the first team from from a generation. Uh, that's unheard of, really. Uh, but if let's say two two or three players uh, make it to the first team, that'd be uh, massive news. And uh, Emmanuel is the. Uh, biggest uh, connoisseur for that he has been calling for uh, atleti to uh, promote some some young youngsters to the first team uh, for quite a while so with that in mind we will uh, talk about some of the some of these youngsters and uh, uh, every week and uh, we'll try to cover uh, as many of them as possible uh, as for today we're starting with the uh, atleti defenders uh, Camara, who uh, we saw uh, on the bench quite a few times this season, and Navarro, uh, who had an absolutely massive performance yesterday. Uh, so, Emmanuel, please give us your thoughts about these two players. Well, as Tataha just said, Navarro, he just, as Tataha said, the, the U team just made it to the semi-finals of the U league, which is really great because that's the first time Alexis 
Alexi has done that, and he, like he also said, I've been crying for the players of the youth team to be integrated into the first team. We had the batch of that of Rodrigo Riquelme, Manu Sanchez, Tony Moya, Camelo, and I have a, I had a lot of high hopes for them, but sadly things did not really turn out for them. But hopefully their loan spells are not going order. But so as Star just mentioned, I'll be talking about David Navarro and Ibrahima Kamara. Those two players are really good. If you have been listening to other previous episodes, you hear me talking about the fact that Alexia are kind of struggling in the centre-back position, but you have Kamara, who is there at the beating, and he's fantastic. Physically, physically, he's very good, and also on the ball, and he's also good. And that's a great quality of his, and that's also something similar with Navarro, because Navarro, he doesn't only portrays those qualities like a very good center back who is good at an in, in that anticipating and intercepting and also playing the ball from the back. But he has those qualities, I think I saw in Gabi, I saw in Antonio Lopez, that, those leadership qualities. Well, to be honest, I like okay, he's the captain of Aliti and well, he's a he's different captain as compared to Antonio Lopez and Gabi, but he has that that fires, that fierce look in his eyes and he has that leadership which is like acting as the coach on the pitch and his his teammates kind of listen to him. And talking more about Navarro, he's really, really a, a great player because he's versatile and that is something Tolo likes. In the youth league, he has played at right back sometimes and he has also played at centre back. So he's like that player who takes one for the team and we all know Tolo likes players who can give their 110% for the team. Going back to Ibrahim Kamara, I've been following our Twitter page, which is at the Papot, and you would have noticed that we have been talking about Kamara for a while, talking about how good he is on the ball, and not just for the fact that he's, he's tall, but he's also good aerially, he's very physical, and also for the fact that he's very good with distributing the ball with both feet. And diagonals are things in which we have just a single player in the first team who has that, and that's Mario Hemoso. Jimenez and Savis have been trying to play diagonals, but the accuracy isn't the best because they are averaging just the top of my head. It's about, I think, 45%. But you have that of Emoso, which is really good. But you have Kamara, a guy who is, has an advantage as a centre-back because he has he can distribute the ball well with both feet. And he's good. The, one of the attributes which he has, which is similar to that of Kolibali, is the fact that he's able to progress with the ball from defence and advance forward, which kind of gain territory for the youth team. So having a player like that is really great. Because, like Tara said, many of those players may not make it, but if there's one position we are sure that a player can make it will be at the centre-back position. And we have seen Kamara a lot of time in the first team. Hopefully, that can turn into minutes and we can see what happened to Lucas Hernandez and Tio Hernandez, maybe to both of them. I'm not saying, hey, they should follow Tio Hernandez pattern. Go to the other team. I don't know the other team in my team in, uh, in Majiru, where White. I don't even know their name. What's it? So hopefully both of them can progress it progress to the first team because they portray qualities of a more in the centre back. They are physical, they are good at anticipating, reading the game and good with the ball. Yeah, there are a lot of things to improve. Like say for Kamara, he likes he's kind of attracted to the ball like a magnet. So they are still growing and hopefully with Cholo, the lot of things can improve. Like you have players like Chipe, we have talked about Cholo improving his defense overall defensive game. I think if this players, not just, because Kamara has been spending a lot of time with the first team, but not just Kamara, you also have Navarro can be spending a lot of time with the first team then. That's good news for Aliti. So, uh, it's a, it seems like Atleti have a, a, a very good generation uh, coming up uh, of youngsters and, you know, let's hope uh, as many of these uh, players uh, make it to the first team as possible. Um, yeah, and like like we said, we will try to cover as many of them as possible. Uh, so the uh, the uh, Atleti youth team is through to the semi-final uh, of the uh, UEFA Youth League and uh, they will face Salzburg in, in the semi-final uh, in a game that will be played uh, on the 22nd of April. So, uh, you know, hopefully uh, they go all the way and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, there. Uh, yeah, the uh, 
uh, moving on uh, for the uh, last thing we we're gonna discuss uh, in today's episode is the uh, links uh, the the players that Atleti have been linked with uh, for the summer. According to uh, you know the the most reliable uh, sources, uh, Atleti's uh, priority, like I mentioned earlier, uh, is to sign. Uh, a defensive midfielder, a right back, and two center backs uh, in in the summer. Uh, the the players that Atleti are linked with uh, very strongly at the moment uh, for the uh, defensive midfield, uh, it's uh, Bubakar Kamara who will be a free agent in the summer. Uh, Atleti tried to sign him in in the uh, winter transfer market, but they were unsuccessful, unfortunately. Um, he's an absolutely amazing player, uh, a perfect fit for Atleti, and a player with, uh, you know, so much uh, potential. Uh, he's only twenty three years old, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, you know, getting him for free would be uh you know absolutely massive for for atletico uh like i said he, he will be a free agent and uh, uh at, according to many sources uh, both spanish and french uh atleti are in pole position to sign him so you know hopefully it does materialize because then uh, atleti will have the uh, that position secured for for years to come uh emmanuel uh, what do you think of him well i've been watching Marseille since I can remember. Well, Kamara is one of one of the players Marcel has produced recently, which gives the fans a lot of pride. I think him and Lopez, Maxim Lopez, who now plays for Swasulo. So, well, like you said, Kamara offers a lot to the team. Firstly, Kamara he has played as a center back and now he's playing as a defensive midfielder for, for Olympique de Marseille. So, bringing him in. A 22-year-old with a lot of with high prospects and as a free agent is massive news for Haiti because that kind of solves two problems at a time. It solves the defensive defensive midfield problem and also we have another player who is versatile and can also step in as centre back if needed. So I'm really a fan of that because I think Haiti are kind of now, in my opinion, using the pulling power we have created in the last ten years under Cholo. Because in my opinion, we have not really been making use of that pulling power. Yes, we did that with Felix, and yeah, we are team fighting with the winning the Champion League, and that is really good news. And if Aliti can qualify for next season's Champion League, that really boosts Aliti's chances of signing Kamara for us. But as always, we always we have like you said, we are facing competition, not just we are facing competition from the Premier League, which is not so easy because you have teams in Premier League who don't even qualify for the Champion League, but yet you see our players going there not just for the more money, but because of the fact that the Premier League is viewed by many, many people. And as for Kamara, I'm sure many already know about him because he's really a popular name and many big clubs are believing with him. One of the things he offers is that he offers security in position. As a DM, I think he's faster than Colombia in releasing the ball, which is an advantage because a little win mark the ball, let's say in the midfield, maybe in our final third, we have someone who can accelerate the attack, which that's a positive and it's also very good defensively, due to the good defensively. He has played that due to the fact that he has played as a center back, but at midfield, as a holding midfielder, he demands something different given the fact that he has to be observant and able to read the game. You have to, your anticipation has to be really high to make you a very good defensive midfielder. And those are qualities in which Kamara excels in. So, a little go for a player like him gives me a lot of joy. Hopefully, hopefully, a little sign in because we have seen the past. A little where a little almost, in fact, it's not almost. Lutaro and Bruno Gemares were. They were already like Aliti players, they just needed a final signature and we all saw what happened. So hopefully Aliti can get this over the line. Please, but I don't feel us. Very well. Um, so um yeah, that's for Kamara and uh, the the player, uh the other player Atleti are strongly linked with uh for the uh, right back position uh, is Ma- Matty Cash. Uh, Aston Villa's right back, uh, the uh, the Polish international has been uh, very, very uh, has been having a very fantastic performance in the Premier League. Um, the, I mean, there the, the reports are saying that uh, Atleti are a bit hesitant with him uh, because of uh, Aston Villa's asking price, which is uh, more than thirty million. 
but uh, looking as at his stats uh, he he looks like a a defensive rock and uh, he can play uh, like he's not the uh, the best player going forward but uh, he can uh, he can uh, you know deliver some uh, assists not the best crosser around uh, but gets uh, involved in goals uh, uh, i mean not very much on a regular basis but he can uh, you know be a, a useful player going forward uh, so uh, any thoughts about him well well, uh, we don't have a lot of opinion about Matikash. I've seen the rumors. I think he's been since January. I later been heavily linked with him, but I don't have much about him apart from the fact, apart from what we just mentioned, that he's not really the best going for similar player profile to Renildo, if I'm not mistaken, and because I don't watch a lot of the Premier League kind of a Liga guy. So, but a little going for someone like him says I've talked about the fact that. Kind of the episode we had with Bed Bed talk about the fact that and it, you will not be surprised if Cholo is kind of going for a Roxoli back four with four with four players. We have two center backs and the wing, the right and left back. But all of them who are not very good at attacking, which that is in essence to maybe release the players from the wing, be Lorenti, Carrasco, Lodi. And I won't be surprised if I need to go for someone like him, but I need to really need the right back and Aliti needs to go for one in the summer. Sadly, there are not so many of them in La Liga apart from Jesus Navas, and which is a 35 year old. So that tells you much about the lack of option of players in such positions, not just in Spain, but also around at the moment. But well, Aliti have been linked with Dumfries also. That's another option. So hopefully the club can look for a good option. And you talk about the fact that Aliti being hesitant for the price fee. You really be surprised seeing Aleti pay that much for a defender given Alice's history with the amount of fee they have signed for defenders. So let's wait and see what happens in the transfer window. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it is a hefty price, but uh, like you mentioned, there, there aren't many options available. And, uh, you know, if uh, if Atleti can secure uh, a player for for the f uh, for the you know foreseeable future, uh, a player who has the qualities that uh, Simeone wants in in a fullback, I say just pay pay the amount and you know uh, rest rest your head. And uh, it seems like uh, he's a uh, he's uh, Berta's uh, option for for the right back, and uh, that's uh, usually uh, you know the uh, you know. Uh, the players that uh, Berta wants to sign uh, usually end up being signed, and uh, you know he he goes all out usually for for these players. Uh, so we we'll just wait have to wait and see what happens. Uh, but it seems like there's uh, you know uh, a positive feeling about uh, his arrival in in the summer. Uh, yeah, as for the uh, center backs, uh, Atleti were linked with uh, quite a few names. Uh, it seems like the uh, you know, the players Atleti are most interested in are uh, Milenkovic from Fiorentina and David Garcia from uh, Osasuna. Uh, another player that uh, Simeone really likes is uh, uh, Aspiliqueta from Chelsea, who will be a free agent, but he's also linked with Barcelona, so uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, as for uh, any players that uh, are leaving, uh, obviously Herrera. Uh, has already signed a a contract with the, an an American team, so uh, this is his uh, last uh, few months in in athlete, in an athletic shirt, uh, and uh, Felipe, uh, who looked like he was gonna renew, but it seems like those uh, negotiations uh, reached a stalemate, and uh, uh, it doesn't look like he will continue at the club. Uh, Hermoso has been linked with a move to the Premier League as well, so uh, it, we, we'll have to wait and see what happens there. But regardless of any of that, uh, it seems like Atleti will need uh, two centre-backs this summer. Uh, you know, uh, Ronaldo uh, obviously, I think, uh, is a very secure option for the left centre-back position, but uh, Josema and Savage have been very injury-prone, so uh, I, I'm i fond of any of the names I mentioned, uh, Milinkovic, David Garcia, or Espiriqueta. Uh, all of them will be uh, great additions to the squad, and uh, 
uh, yeah, uh, and any of them being signed would be massive news for Atleti, uh, especially, uh, oh, sorry, and uh, also another name uh, that uh, we have mentioned a lot on the podcast is uh, uh, Nehemiah Perez, who's out on loan on, uh, at uh, Udinese. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he he struggled at the start of the season, didn't get many uh, minutes and uh, didn't look like he was going to uh, play a lot. Uh, but recently he has been uh, playing both as a centre-back, a right centre-back and a right-back. So, And he has been performing well uh, at all positions. So uh, he could be, uh, you know, a backup option, uh, a useful squad player. Uh, next season, and who knows, maybe uh, he'd uh, impressed Cholo and maybe earn a start. Uh, so, yeah, I think that uh, covers the, uh, you know, the moves Atleti have been uh, very linked with uh, so far uh, for the summer. It's still very uh, early, uh, you know, to, to talk about the uh these uh, summer signings but uh, you know just uh, uh talking about the hot rumors at the moment and uh, yeah uh those links usually change uh from from uh right now until the summer uh but uh who knows May- maybe atleti will end up signing them maybe not uh we'll just wait have to wait and see um so uh that's all for today's episode uh thank you so much emmanuel for joining me and Abta, it's always a pleasure speaking to you on the podcast yeah it was a pleasure to speaking to you as well um we definitely missed doing episodes and hopefully we will uh return to a uh respectable <laughs> uh uploading uh schedule uh from now on uh, now that uh, we're both back and, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, you guys enjoy the, the episodes as much as we do. Uh, as usual, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, remember, don't get the and see you in the next episode.